If you're looking for the best hockey history, stories, and interviews, well, you've come to the right place. It's time for For the Record with Liam McGuire. The Pittsburgh Penguins are trying to chase a little history this year and go for a three-peat, trying to become the first team to do so since the New York Islanders won four in a row from 1980 to 1983. The Penguins are one of only two franchises to win two cups in a row since the Islanders' run of four straight. The Oilers accomplished this feat twice, and the Penguins twice as well, although 25 years apart. So what about those Islanders? They don't get a lot of respect in terms of the dynasty talk. Sandwiched between the late 70s Habs and the Gretzky-led Oilers, all they did was make five straight finals, win four cups, and 19 consecutive playoff series. The latter, I believe, is a mark that will never, ever be broken. With only five Hall of Fame players on the roster and two regular season titles in those five years, they did not have the overall dominance of the other dynasty teams, but they were tough. They had great goaltending and a heck of a Hall of Fame first line. And when it counted, at the end of the day, all they did was win. In addition to those five Hall of Fame players were 10 others who joined them on the Islanders rosters for those five consecutive finals. Bossy, Trache, and Gillies were the big three up front. Denny Potvay, Billy Smith, and Nett comprised the five Hall of Famers. They are joined by John Tonelli, Dwayne Sutter, Butch Goring, Dave Langevin, Bobby Nystrom, Bobby Bourne, Stefan Pearson, Gord Lane, Anders Kalur, and Kenny Morrow. There are three series that stand out even over and above the finals where they won their cups. Two of them came in the first round, which was a best of five then. 1982 versus Pittsburgh and 1984 versus their crosstown rival, the Rangers. And 1980, second round versus the big bad Boston Bruins. In 1982, the Islanders throttled the Penguins in Games 1 and 2, then fell asleep, losing Games 3 and 4, tying the series. Then the two-time defending cup champions found themselves down 3-1 to one with less than six minutes to play in the deciding Game 5. Mike McEwen and John Tonelli scored to tie the game and force overtime. Tonelli scored again in OT, and the Islanders rolled on. In 1984, again a Game 5, this time against an opponent they played four times during this 19-series run, and again, they snatched victory from the jaws of defeat. Trailing 2-1 in games, the Islanders tied the series with a convincing 4-1 win in Game 4, before winning Game 5 in overtime 3-2. Many historians call this contest one of the greatest of all time. It certainly was an incredible goaltending display by Billy Smith. The Rangers outshot the Islanders 44-25. They had momentum tying the game late on a Don Maloney goal, but yet again, they succumbed to their rivals on an overtime winner by Kenny Morrill. Then there's 1980. There is not many stories told better in sports than the details of what transpired prior to Game 2 of the Islanders' second round series versus the Boston Bruins. Boston was a year removed from Don Cherry as a head coach, but still largely employed his lunch pail gang. They asked no quarter. The Islanders had a lineup that featured more players than any other on a cup-winning team that were willing to get it on, if you know what I mean. Game 1 was a rather pedestrian Islander victory, but the tension was palpable. Players, fans, and officials knew this was a melting pot. Prior to Game 2 in Boston, Islander defenseman Gord Lane stood up and with his stuttering voice gave an impassioned speech on how he was not going to take it anymore 
and he picked his Bruin. Gary Howitt stood next and did the same. Slowly, around the room, the players stood, says it ends tonight, and in the first period of Game 2, second round of the playoffs, 1980, the New York Islanders and the Boston Bruins set a record that still stands to this day. Most penalty minutes in one period of a playoff game, 248. The Islanders rolled on, 19 straight series wins later. There they were with four straight Stanley Cups after five trips to the finals. We'll be right back with Hall of Fame member Brian Troche and his memories after this. That 19 straight series win, if you can capsulize it, and, and you know, we, we just spent some time together at a, at a function here just across the river from Ottawa at the casino in Hull, and you brought three Stanley Cup rings with you, and that crowd was captivated by your speech and talking about those cup rings and those victories. It'll never, ever, ever go away what you did what you and your teammates accomplished has never happened before and in my opinion will never happen again if you can capsulize it if you can even what it means to you today to look back and say we won 19 consecutive playoff series including four straight Stanley Cups what does that mean to Brian Troche today well, Liam, it's, 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 a, it's a very proud um, achievement for, for me personally. And it's not because I had, I was the individual that made it all happen. I'm part of that group that made that 19 consecutive series um, so um, special in, in regards to the fact that that core group was together for five straight years. Um, the ability to kind of overcome the bad bounce, the referee call, you know, it, it's, it's the power play, it's the special teams, it's goaltending, it's, you know, your great players showing up, it's, it's the guys in the trenches that are, that are coming to, to throw everybody feeling valued and, wor- and, and a sense of worth. And that 19 series, we, you know, we said to ourselves, if we can just stay healthy, and yeah. to a degree we did. And, you know, it's not so much that teams can't do it anymore, you know, it's tough keeping your core guys together with free agency. You know, the ability to stay healthy, the ability to get, you know, if you just get a bad bounce that goes against you, a hot goaltender, something can happen that takes that takes that opportunity away from teams. And we overcame that for 19 straight series. Um, it, it's special to us in that regard. Special to me for another reason, because 19 to me is such a good number in the game. Yeah, true. number my God. Career, but, I, but I love that. I love that it's 19. I wish it was. I wish it would have been a couple more. But it would have been funny. We would have got our fifth. But you know, in Edmonton, if we're going to lose to somebody, we lost to a team that I didn't. We didn't have. We we didn't really like. You know, and that, it's not. I don't want to say hate. Hate it. But we had. We didn't like them guys. Not that we didn't respect the skill or you know their their abilities and all that stuff. We just. We just had the, the, the sense of who are these little cocky, confident creeps that, you know, to just come out and just, you know, play so well and uh, to find out later that they just wanted to be the same champions that we were. And if you're yeah. going to lose to somebody, lose to great people, not good, but they're just good guys. Like, end up being teammates with Paul Coffey and Wayne Gretzky and, you know, just, well, Wayne's not a teammate, but 
all those guys that were just, uh, you know, the guys that were basically our nemesis of the 80s, all of a sudden, you know, they're champions. Everyone lose some lose to great guys that are great champions that are good ambassadors, and, and they were. So, like, in a sense, it's tough to lose, but we lost to great champions. So we'll lose to a great champion, and, and they're really good guys, all of them, not to a man, but that 19 in a row, the series that we won, the teams we had to beat um, in order to make it happen, and the group that we won with, like the Canellis, the Bournes, the yeah, Glory, yeah. Sutters, you know, all those guys are really – yeah, just it's just a bond that we carry together, and when I talk about it, it's just it's really kind of fun because Mike and I were team teammates, line mates. You know, we we had just great success together. Big Parky on the left side, um, that is special to be able to contribute as a line and as a group. But when we talk about that team, I never talk about Mike and I. I always talk about that whole group and the specialness that that that, that was on and off the ice. You know. A lot of times, you know, like these, oh, you know, you guys were inseparable. I went out to dinner with Billy Smith. I went out to dinner with Gordy Lane. I went out to dinner with all these guys, and they, they're, they're my buds. They're friends, and that's what makes that team really special. Is yeah. really the fact that there was a, there's a kind of a, a caring about each other, and uh, uh, just a really appreciation for what you brought to the game, and a friendship. You know, like we, we literally families. We like we know we knew everybody's wife, kid mom, dad, and so we celebrated. We celebrated together for four straight years and almost the fifth, but uh, it's going to be tough for other for teams to do that, and the only, I not because they don't, some teams don't have the skill or, or the ability, it's, it's the wear and tear of four series, you know, over five, six years, and you say, can they stay healthy? Can they keep that core group together because of free agency? Uh, will they overcome the, the 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 bad the bad bounce or the the the, the that gets hot on them, or just you know if your goalie gets cold, can you score enough goals that night? And Smitty would sometimes say to us, "Boys, <laughs> I hope you guys got a few goals in you tonight." Because you know it's you know three four four to one after the first period. We go, well, guys, we Smitty was there for a lot for us a lot of nights. We got to score some more goals tonight. Yeah, rally. Yeah. yeah, it's really kind of cool. And that that's what that's what teams remember, and that's where Smitty's winking at us. That you know, every every goal he's cheering us on, we're cheering him on for every save and every block shot that the defensemen make. And um, so, no, it, it's a special special little feat that I think the, the Islander group can feel really really proud of. And if someone comes along and 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 and, and does it, I'll be I'll be amazed. Yeah, I, I so will I. And and. You know what? You touched on Wayne Gretzky, and I have to I have to mention this, Brian, because you gave me one of the greatest experiences of, of my life. You were part of it in Fort McMurray five years ago, and I think since talking to you about that since, it was pretty cool for you as well. When Wayne Gretzky, as we did that in uh, that entire weekend for Keanu College, and we come back to the hotel, and Wayne says, "Trots, you sit here. Liam, you sit here." And he went and got us some drinks and sat down, and he talked hockey with you, Brian, for about three hours. And his first thing he did was go right back to 1981 and talk about the first time you guys played against each other in the playoffs. And he wanted he was asking you about your teammates and about in the room and about Al Arbor. Talk like this is Wayne Gretzky, and and I mean I sat in the middle of you two guys for three hours 
has you guys talked hockey from the era that you played against each other, and it really wasn't so much about the focus of the 83 and 84 finals. It really was about the rest of the times that you played against the rest of the league, and I was blown away by that, blown away. Uh, I mean, Brian, that was unbelievable stuff. Liam, I I can't agree more, but, you know, the fact that we raised so much money for for the college up there in Fort Mac. Yeah. It's really kind of cool. I think it was close to $200,000. And most of that's a great reflection of Wayne and, um, you know, the, the group that put it on because I think Wayne did 90% of the work. We were, but the amazing thing about Wayne Gretzky, and, you know, I've got nothing but great things to say about Wayne. Um, is he a close personal friend? No, but he is a friend. And the reason I call him a friend is because I see his dad, Walter, and Walter just lights up every time I, I visit with him. And vice versa, I light up when I see Walter. He's across the street. One of us will run across the street to go visit with each other. I think that's just so Canadian in, in a sense. You know, the fact that he's from Ontario and Saskatchewan, and, you know, I can, I can talk to Walter, I talk to Wayne, and it's just like, but Wayne is a historian. And I really enjoy Wayne's ability to kind of, kind of, his recollection and yep. his ability, his ability to call. His, 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 I won't say he's as good as you, Liam, but he's pretty close. <laughs> like he, his details are are unique, and I'm like, you know, I, I was impressed that night as well. Like how how he brought everything back so clear, and it was just like he was, just, you know, just a matter of fact, not a big deal. But he was just really impressed with that that Islander team, and I thought that what what a respectful little stinker. Like I, I read his book, and I, you know, I, his last book, Ninety Nine Stories. I think it, it sounded like the whole book was just awesome. Me too. And yeah. I really enjoyed a, a great read. And I thought, now that sounded like Wayne Gretzky talking, because like you and I have sat with Wayne and listened to him talk. That book was a good reflection on Wayne. And I said, wow, what a great book, because it sounded like him talking, telling stories, because he loves to tell stories, he loves to hear stories. And he likes to repeat stories and, and uh, probably embellishes a little bit like all of us. But at the same time, he's got a, a real knack of, of memory, a real knack at um, just reflecting and selling the history of the game, which all of us love. And nobody more than Wayne. I mean, he talks about his teammates. He talks about opposition. He talks about coaches. He talks about you know, in dressing room stuff, like, like he enjoyed every aspect of it. I think that's great. Yeah. He's one of the greatest players ever to play the game. And he's talking about the game like he's a fan. And I think that's special. You know, all of us do that. All of us who played the game do that. And it's so good when you sit down with Mario or Wayne or Bobby or, you know, kind of the big three of that I, that I think of, you know, it's like talking about, you know, how Belleville Richard, you know, right. Yeah. That 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 group is really unique because they they are just true ambassadors and they just love the sport. They they reflect well on the game. They 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 represent the game so well. So no, that was a special night for me too because I'm sitting there going. I mean, we're talking Kevin Stevens stories. You know, both <laughs> of you played, played with Kevin, yeah. and he had he had a hundred stories. I had probably you know. 10 stories that weren't nearly as good as his hundred stories because he's just got a real knack to, to, to for, for memory to detail. And, you know, I really enjoyed that evening and it was especially with Marty McSorley and yeah. Um, Dave Samanko, God rest his soul yeah, was right. there as well. Kelly chase, Darren Langdon, Kelly uh, chase was Darren Langdon. What a great kid. I mean, it's just really a, a special group that Wayne brought together to raise money for the college and, and hockey fans got to see a side of all of us 
And obviously, you know, Wayne was uh, teammates with a lot. And here he's got, you know, Ding Dong Trache with him that never played with, never, you know, just played against. And it was just a really fun evening for hockey fans because we all just welcome from a little bit of the same background where we just love the game. We love to tell stories about the game. And uh, we make it a fun evening for the for the hockey fans. So oh boy. that night was fun for a for the hockey fan, but it was really fun for you and I, wasn't it? We really had oh. a fun night. That was great, Liam. Oh, it was one of the, the great weekends of my life, and and uh, 800 people were thrilled for all of you, uh, by all of you, and uh, just just how that ended that night with you and me and Wayne, because the other guys were there too. They were floating around. Everybody, you know, Darren had hooked up with the Newfoundlanders, and and. Uh, Marty, Marty was hanging around. Uh, Dave, Dave was quiet, but he was there as he always was for Wayne so often in his career on the ice. And it was just, it was just an incredibly special evening. And, you know, Trotz, uh, thank you, first of all, for this. This has been absolutely outstanding. I very much appreciate you joining us on the podcast here. But you're the greatest two-way centerman in the history of the game. That's, you, you, you know, you, your, your legacy is what it is. I, I'm so thrilled that I've had the opportunity to work with you a few times now and most recently you know across the river as i said from where i grew up here in ottawa and you were over in hall at the casino we had a fa- fabulous night so thank you my friend for joining us uh, on the podcast and and uh and talking about those 19 series wins uh, it'll never be broken your role in it is well documented and i really really appreciate your time today it's fun you know what you know the other thing that's really interesting and i'll i'll, I'll finish with this but it's really always a pleasure to visit with you but for me you know, I, I think about, you know, my years in the NHL and, you know, playing against Larry Robinson. I think about my years playing against, you know, obviously the Edmonton Oilers. And it's not like the Oilers are like, you know, 20 years my younger. Or like I'm like 20 years younger than Larry Robinson. Right. But I think Larry is being, you know, one of my – he's a senior to me. And I, and I looked at Wayne and he's still a kid. You know, he's only he's only five years younger than I am. I think all talking. I, I still call those guys kids because they're they're younger than me. Yeah. They're like, ooh, he's you know he's he's like he's like just a little bit older than me, but he's not like he's like twenty years older. I think he's what he's sixty-seven or sixty-eight. I'm sixty-one. I chuckle and I say like, you know, I still think it's awesome how we revere the uh, the guys ahead of us. And how we respect the younger kids below us, and still think of each other as like, well, he's still a kid. Oh yeah, well, you know, he was he was a veteran when I came in the league, and uh, and great guys, just really good, you know, um, ambassadors. They just normal, regular guys, but just really good guys. And I love Larry Robinson. I just, you know, I think the world of Wayne. I think the world of all these guys that that walk around and represent, you know, our game so well and uh, reflects well. So. Thank you for your time reflecting on our game as well, because I think there's hockey fans out there that just love the game of hockey. And we just love telling the stories because we, 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 we were the lucky ones that got to play the game at the highest level in the universe. You know, like, I don't yep. know if there's another planet out there that plays hockey, but um, <laughs> for our little, our little world here, <laughs> the globe of, <laughs> it's really kind of fun to be able to share all these wonderful stories. It doesn't matter if you're from Russia or Czechoslovakia or, you know, United States or Canada or, you know, we got, it's really diverse now, but it's really wonderful that there's hockey fans that really appreciate the history and really appreciate, you know, the game and, and the stories and the, um, the insights, the, uh, the, the little, you know, insights stories that really make it fun and special because, uh, you know, I think, you know, everybody like to be in our shoes to a degree, but, uh, 
great morning reflecting with you, Liam. Thank yeah, you very much. Absolutely. Always fun sharing stories with, with you and the hockey fans. Thank you. Thank you again, buddy. Thank you again. This has been just fantastic. Thank you so much. A terrific hockey player and an equally talented storyteller. Our thanks to Brian Trottier for joining us on the podcast. For the Record is hosted by Liam McGuire, mixed by Adam Jenkins, and produced by Joel Darling. Joining Liam on the next episode is the first Newfoundland-born player to play in the NHL, Mr. Alex Faulkner. He and Liam will share the story of when Mr. Hockey himself, the late Gordie Howe, broke the NHL goal record with goal number 545. Just wait till you hear where Alex was when he broke it. That story and more next time on For the Record with Liam McGuire.